Everybody, hope you're doing well. Uh, it is Saturday, February 20th. Uh, a little uh, live quick cast for you. Uh, in the early afternoon, it's 3.15. Purdue plays this afternoon evening at 5.30 versus Nebraska. That should be a lot of fun. Um, looking for the Boilers to come out sharp and am kind of ready to see a breakout game from Sash. I think he's due. And I think he's extremely important. I've been talking about this for days, but um, that's really not the main reason that I am recording right now. Just had a few thoughts to some of the press conferences that happened this week. I watched some football and basketball press conferences. Just wanted to put a couple thoughts out into the ether uh, before uh, it got too, you know, I think we're going to have a a bunch of um, news things happening the next week. You've got... Of course, uh, press conferences from uh, from football practice, and uh, those will probably be every day. We'll be seat, we'll be able to hear and react to those. You'll also have uh, some news out of practice, and then you'll have basketball as is as we get close to the Big Ten tournament. Tons of fun, fun time of year, even though there's still a lot of snow on the ground. Like I said last uh, quick cast, there's uh, plenty to be hopeful for. March is just around the corner. We just got some good news. The NCAA tournament is going to allow some fans. At the venues, I think it's 25% at all places, except Bloomington's allowing fewer than that. Um, that's good news. Matt Painter, in one of the thoughts I had uh, during the, his press conferences this week, he said that 25% gets chopped up pretty quickly if you give out tickets to family and friends. Uh, that's only, you're, you're one of four or however many teams at that venue. So it's not a ton of seats. And then on top of that, I'm sure the university is probably going to try to invite some people. I'm going to see if I can get tickets to one or two games. That'll be a lot of fun. But um, the NCAA tournament is coming quickly. Of course, Mackey Arena is one of the hosts. So that's that's a ton of fun. <clears throat> Good time of year. Good time of year. And, um, and the thaw is beginning in a lot of ways, uh, literally and figuratively, as we wait for some of the snow that's on the ground to start thawing. But football practice, to me, when it starts, it's one of the, the, the best things uh, for me just because it's, it's a sign of hope that we're getting closer to football season. Every little step matters, and I love football season in the fall, and I'm looking forward to somewhat uh, a more normal football season, and I think we're going to get a little bit of that. I think it'll we'll have more fans in the stands, obviously, in the fall. I don't know, um, I don't know what the numbers are going to be. I haven't heard any uh, prognostication for what that will look like, but... Um, uh, I'm pretty confident I'm going to be there one way or another. Maybe I'll just be sitting uh, up in the corner trying to break into the stadium, but I, I want to see some live football in the fall. So uh, a couple thoughts, though, uh, based on what I saw in the uh, post-day one interviews and uh, media things. One thing I saw is um, I watched uh, Michael Amo um, talk a little bit, and he's a guy of few words. If you watch him, he's, he doesn't like being in front of the press a whole bunch just yet. That's not that abnormal, um, but... Um, He's got a bit of an edge to him. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that can show up different ways depending on how he shapes it and how the coaches shape it. But um, he's a confident guy. You can get that too. Um, but really doesn't love being in front of the media. That's okay. Um, uh, Burton uh, was, uh, Austin Burton was was quite good. Um, he is a lot more laid back with the media. He says the QB culture uh, is real good. The The room, the quarterback room is still good. Um, and that's something that Purdue has had the blessing of for years and years. We've seen the quarterback room being someplace that is an awesome place to be. A lot of guys, you know, the Blau and Sindelar precedent that was set years ago is tough to reach. Those guys got along exceptionally well. Um, but uh, 
yeah, they're, uh, this is pretty neat to see these guys are getting along again. Burton also talked about, he talked about the wide receivers and the skill guys really getting after it, already competing hard for time on the field. He mentioned specifically how good Bell looks and um, and how much, you know, how, how much skill there is in that room. Um, the coaches talked about Anthrop being out there, how important that is for his leadership and other things. Um, uh, some some other interesting things. O'Connell is actually taking snaps. In case you didn't know, you know he's coming off surgery. He had, a, he had his foot operated on. He expounded a little bit about what happened during the season last year. In case you don't know, because I really didn't know, he engineered he injured his left foot versus Illinois early in the season, and then he injured his right foot versus Northwestern. And you you guys probably saw him limping around during that game. And um, he had surgery in December, and he's on the mend from that. He's doing well, but the roles have kind of switched since last spring. Last spring, it was Plummer recovering from a surgery and getting limited snaps and limited, limited action. I think Plummer was completely off limits from everybody. I don't even know if he was practicing full last spring. O'Connell is taking snaps. He's, they said they're avoiding any missteps. They don't want him to re-injure that foot, so he's not taking any contact, obviously, and he's not getting in a position where there would be guys at his feet. So he's really doing drills is what it sounds like to me. Um, Plummer also very funny. He said, he, he said he feels like the old man at this point. Uh, this is kind of weird. If, if you want to feel old and know how quickly time is passing, uh, the snack has now been, this is his fourth spring that he's been through. Um, and, um, who knows exactly where he stands eligibility wise, because last year is a year that you can kind of throw away and you can get another one. I don't know what he'll classify himself as, but his experience to me is still important. Um, both uh, Alamo and Burton have been leaning heavily on him as an expert in the room. They ask him a lot of questions because he's been around so long. That's great to see, great to hear. Um, and, uh, of course, the, one of the best things Purdue has going for it in this quarterback battle, you've got a really a four-way battle right now, Alamo, Burton, O'Connell, and Plummer is you've got great quarterback coaches that I still have a lot of faith in. I really believe in uh, Brian and Jeff Brom. Um, and Brom, when asked, Brian Brom, when asked what these guys need to work on, he talked about, you know, every guy has their strengths and weaknesses. It seems to me, based on what the, um, based on if you read between the lines, um, pardon me for muting that for a second, but uh, what he, it seems like Alamo is kind of a hybrid quarterback, um, good athlete, big arm, um, and then you've got Plummer, I think, is a bit of a hybrid because he's somewhat mobile, uh, not super mobile. Uh, he also gets a little yippy, I think, in the pocket. I think we've noticed that, that he tends to throw off his back foot when the pressure gets really badly, and that's what he, he had a hard time with accuracy and consistency when that happened. Um, uh, AOC, of course, needs to, Brahm said, need to work on his mobility and his athleticism, uh, but he's a good passer. Um, and, uh, and Burton is the most athletic of the group. He's a guy that can extend plays and he keeps his eyes downfield. And if you look at the videos of him at UCLA, he's very, very good at keeping his eyes down the field. He didn't play a ton there, but when he did, he was, he was extending plays, which is awesome. Um, coach Jeff Brom had some things to say too. They, he addressed the defensive issues or not issues. The, the, the new defense, the new look defense with all these new coaches, I think you've got three or four new uh, coaches on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, he won't admit right now what base defense the the look will be next year. And I think that's probably for multiple reasons. One, you know, he's Jeff Brom. He doesn't like communicating uh, to the media. He doesn't like telling anything he doesn't have to. Uh, that annoys some of you guys out there. I know. Uh, I don't really care. To tell you the truth, that type of stuff I don't 
If he, he thinks that's a way to get an edge, I think that's okay. I don't think it's the coach's responsibility to tell everybody everything. And I think there's a disagreement with that within the Boiled Sports team. I know the guys that I write with and, and make them produce a site with, they disagree. They think the coach should give much more information. I really don't care about that. Um, uh, what's the point of a press conference then? I really don't know. Um, I think the job is to kind of tell people what's happening, the big stories with injury, things like that. He doesn't do a very good job at that either. Um, I still like Jeff Brom a lot. Um, I hope you guys know that. And I think Purdue can, can make some noise this year. But one thing he talked about is he, won't, he, he loves this group. He said, we've got a lot of coaches on this defensive staff that were coordinators and head coaches. That's pretty invaluable. That's a, that's a really big deal, actually. And that's kind of what he, his ideal staff looks like. He had that uh, when he first started at Purdue. Um, he had those. Um, <clears throat> he had a very experienced staff, and some guys left, <clears throat> and other guys decided to go other different ways and get out of coaching altogether. But one thing he talked about specifically is he wants the defensive staff to be a group that kind of challenges itself back and forth. You know, uh, he wants everybody to converse, have conversation if guys think that uh, something doesn't look quite right. He wants uh, good good level communication. I think he'll get that from that group. And also, he said, he really vetted these guys hard when it came from character. He, he thinks that he hired a really high-character bunch, um, and I tend to agree. I love, I love this coaching staff, but um, these guys seem likable. It's always, easy to, um, it's always easy to, easier to root for a group when they're higher character, when they're likable guys, and I think you've got that on the defensive side of the ball and the coaching staff. Before I get on to the basketball stuff, the uh, basketball presser reaction from this week, um, I want to remind you, if you are in town, uh, in God's country, make sure, uh, go to eataj's.com, order something, and uh, they'll bring it to your door. I think they uh, use DoorDash or one of those uh, providers, and get those macaroni and cheese bites and a cheeseburger. You can't go wrong. But if you're going to go in there, I think you can still go in there, I believe. Maybe they've limited seating. I'm not positive. I think they do. Get a pint, get a burger. Uh, it's BS's favorite burger on campus. EatAJs.com. That's AJ's, our pals there. Of course, Martin Vintage. Uh, Martin Vintage, uh, classic produced styling. Uh, Martin Vintage uh, feel and uh, comfort. Uh, MartinVintage.com. Uh, enter boiled at checkout, 15%. And then, of course, um, uh, Gridiron Metalworks, uh, Derek and company. And now we can say Derek and Paul Sadler. Um, two of our pals are... Uh, are really uh, pushing this business in new places. It's really fun to see a place grow, grow like that. Um, gridironmetalworks.com, enter boiled sports at checkout, and you got a Purdue gift. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. Um, and if you haven't listened to the interview with, with Paul Sadler that I did earlier in the week, if you're at all interested in the guy, I think it's a pretty good interview just because you get to know him a little bit. He's a great guy. And um, I was glad to have that chance to talk to him and put it down with a permanent record. Um, so, so let's move on to basketball a little bit of talk from the pressers. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I thought was really, really interesting was painter talking about instead of pushing the guys that are new and under experienced to do more, he really likes to push the stars, um, to do more. And one, one specifically, one example of that, he said he, he pushes Trey every night to grab 20, um, 20 rebounds. Uh, he said, Trey kind of looks at him funny because, you know, like I'd say he'll have 12 or 13 boards and he's leading the team in rebounding. And then uh, he wants him to do more because he knows he can. Remember versus Michigan last year, I think it was a 36-20 and 20 night. He's definitely capable of pulling down 20 boards. There's no doubt about it. Um, and But I just thought that was interesting where he said, yeah, I'm going to push the stars and push the upperclassmen. 
to do even more because their upside is so big. You know, obviously those young guys, uh, whether it's Newman or Ivy or Edie or, um, who am I missing? Morton, um, <clears throat> any of these guys, um, can and do do big things. You know, it's a, it's a great freshman class, but still they're learning and the inconsistency, the growth curve is something I kind of have already forgotten about because we've seen these flashes of brilliance from all these guys. Um, and I know I missed one. I'm trying to think in my mind as I went through those. Holy moly. You guys can tell me in the comments who I missed. Um, but that's not intentional. It's just my brain not working. Which, if you've been around here long enough, you know that's a thing. So, um, but those freshmen, uh, the growth curve of these guys not showing up in the stat sheet is something we have to get used to. Right? This is what it is. Uh, the ride of the inconsistency of having freshmen uh, play such a big role. Um, every night, every day, and every game for the Purdue basketball team. So um, uh, a couple other interesting notes, I thought. Uh, Matt Vayner calls uh, Trey Williams the best big man passer he's ever had. That says a lot, because if you remember back, Hammonds was a very good passer. Um, of course, Swanigan was a very good passer. Uh, so that's that's a big deal, um, and I tend to agree. His his ability to see the court is pretty pretty remarkable um i think sometimes he gets a little cute with it i think he does that anyway because he gets fancy um uh, i think he's a menacing looking guy like he when he gets his game face on he's a menacing looking guy but from what i gather based on what i see of him um on social media uh, outside of uh games and meeting him a couple times he's kind of a big teddy bear he's a really really good guy um and, you know, you hear me say that a lot, but it seems like he's that guy. I saw him interacting with his nephew one time. He just seems like a good guy. And um, um, and so being a mean guy, I don't think that's really baked into him. I think it's something he has to develop in the game. So um, him being fancy and kind of trying to do uh, different stuff with the ball, that doesn't seem out of step at all. Um, also, um, uh, Painter and Hunter both remarked on how um, – Trey's on-court leadership is getting better each game, and you can see it. You can see examples of him kind of telling guys what to do, getting people in the right position. And um, and Hunter, I think, said multiple times, he said he's our best player, but he's also our best leader. That's really, really cool and good to see. Like I said, uh, Boilermakers are going to play in about two hours at 5.30 versus Nebraska. It's a big game, and like Painter said, every game's a big game. Uh, because they're just so important, right? And it's important for seeding. It's important for Big Ten tournament seeding. And um, we're coming down the main stretch. Four games to go, including today's game versus Nebraska. Well, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I appreciate all you guys for coming on the website. And I uh, hope you're excited about what's coming uh, soon from our Boilermakers. Uh, have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. And uh, we're going to talk to you real soon. See ya.